yourselves and fear Allah Azza wa Jal concerning your families, fear Him concerning your children. Cause your children to become fearful of Allah. Make your children scared of Allah Azza wa Jal. As Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wa salam, He said, وَأَخِفْهُمْ فِي اللَّهِ Make them scared of Allah. Make your family Scared of Allah, make your dependents fearful of Allah, cause your children to become fearful of Allah Azza wa Jal. Indeed, one of the obstacles that lies in our way, as far as bringing up our children properly is concerned, and making our children righteous, and causing our children to be fearful of Allah, scared of Allah, one of the obstacles that's in our way concerning that is the environment. The environment that we're in. The challenges that we face living in an environment, in a country, in a land, in a society that disbelieves in Allah, that is rebellious against Allah, that is arrogant towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a no-brainer that one of the obstacles that we face in giving our children a correct tarbiyah is residing in the lands of the kuffar. While we are here, then we are respectful to those whose lands we live in. We are not people that are treacherous to any type of contract that we have agreed to. We live respectfully. However, it's a no-brainer that living in these lands, it has an impact upon your deen. And if it has an impact upon your deen, then imagine what it's doing to your children. What it's done to us that have been born and raised in these lands. The effect that it has upon your deen, upon your akhlaq, upon your ibadah, we all know it, even though perhaps we might not want to talk about it. The matter of being in the lands of the Muslims, in a land where Islam is the majority, where the adhan is called out aloud, this is something that the deen has placed great emphasis upon, regardless of the actual ruling. Is it something that is wajib for me? Is it something that is mustahab? Regardless of that, put that aside. It's a no-brainer that for your deen to be protected and the deen of your children to be protected, it is much more easier for you to protect your deen in the lands of Islam than, than in the lands besides that. Reflect over the ayah in the book of Allah Azza wa Jal when he said, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ تُوَفَّاهُمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ ظَالِمِ أَنفُسِهِمْ قَالُوا فِيمَا كُنْتُمْ قَالُوا كُنَّا مُسْتَدْعَفِينَ فِي الْأَرْضِ 
Those people who the angels take, the angels of death take at the point of death, those people who are wronging themselves, wronging themselves, i.e., they weren't practicing their religion properly. They were very weak in their religion. They were compromising their religion. So the angels, they said to them at the point of death, what state were you in? What condition were you in? So they made an excuse. They said we were weak and oppressed within the land. Did the angels accept that excuse? They didn't. They said, Alam takun ardullahi fiha. Was not the earth of Allah wide and expansive such that you can perform migration, emigrate, make hijrah? Jahannam. Those are the people whose final, whose end, whose home is Jahannam. Wasa'at Masira. And what an evil destination. These people, do you know who they were? When the Messenger والسلام, had emigrated to Al Madina, then there were those who still remained behind in Mecca. They didn't make hijrah with the Messenger. Were they able to make idhar of the deen? Were they able to pray out openly? Were they able to profess their Islam openly? Were they able to invite others to Islam openly and easily? Easily, Obviously they weren't. Those that were in Mecca after the messenger migrated to Medina, they couldn't make idhar of their Islam openly. So therefore it was binding upon them. It was mandatory upon them. To make hijrah to al Madina, But they didn't. For whatever reasons. Worldly reasons. Family. Whatever it may be. They didn't. They stayed behind. So when the battle of Badr happened. Then they were forced. To join the Quraysh. Against the Muslims. Now the Muslims from the side of the battle of Badr. They're shooting their arrows aren't they? And those arrows ended up striking some. Of those Muslims that were on the side of the enemy. And so the Muslims that were in Medina, the Muslims that were on the side of the Prophet, they said, ikhwanana. We've killed our brothers. We've killed our brothers. The arrow has struck some of the Muslims that were forced to join the army of the Quraysh. Then this ayah, then this ayah, it was revealed. Shaykh Abdul Rahman al Sa'di, rahimahullah ta'ala. He said in his tafsir of this ayah, This is a severe warning for the one that leaves emigrating while he has the ability to do so until he dies. Because the angels that take the soul they end up rebuking him with this great and mighty form of rebuking. The angels then say to the soul, What were you in? Meaning, what condition were you in? And what was the thing that made you separate and distinguished? From the polytheists, the idol worshippers. بَلْ كَثَّرْتُمْ سَوَادَهُمْ وَرُبَّمَا ظَاهَرْتُمُهُمْ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَفَاتَكُمُ الْخَيْرَ الْكَثِيرِ وَالْجِهَادِ مَعَ رَسُولِهِ 
والكون مع المسلمين ومعاونتهم على أعدائهم rather because of you staying with the enemies you ended up increasing them in their numbers and you ended up perhaps being an aid to the disbelievers against the believers because of you increasing them in numbers you ended up strengthening them and you ended up losing out on an abundance of good this is what Allah said concerning those that remained in a land in which they weren't able to make ifhar of their deen they weren't able to manifest their religion call to their religion openly that they are threatened at the point of death with punishment and no excuse has been accepted from them now is it the case that we are unable to make ifhar of our deen in for example the land that we live in yes okay we can pray we're able to invite people to islam no doubt but the point is is that if you look at the bigger picture as far as our children are concerned and giving them tarbiyah then the best place for them to have tarbiyah al-islamiyah is in the lands of islam is it the case that it's easy there no one's saying it isn't is it the case that ahlu sunnah aren't a wage isn't warned a wage is it a war isn't waged against them in the lands of the muslims yes it is perhaps in some of the lands but if you look at the rate of people young people that are leaving the deen of islam forget becoming weak leaving the deen of islam in the lands of the kuffar then that rate is far greater than the rate of those muslims leaving their deen in the lands of the muslimin yes a person as sheikh salih al-fawzan he mentioned yes a person if it's the case that he's secure in his deen if it's the case that he has knowledge to fight the shubahat if there are certain conditions that are fulfilled and he needs to be in the lands of the disbelievers like for an education that he can't acquire in the lands of the muslimin like for business like for da'wah or helping the muslims in some of their affairs for a maslaha shari'ah for a islamic benefit for a legislative legitimate benefit then yes however as far as having the plan that this is my homeland and i'm gonna stay here and i'm never gonna leave here and this is going to be the home of my children and my grandchildren this is the home for generations to come that is not the mentality that you should have those of us that were born and raised here we know what goes on in the schools with our friends the one that is born and raised here and is placed in the schools of the kuffar for example or he has friends that are kuffar but he comes from a conservative muslim family he knows that he has to live double lives many from those that weren't raised here some of them don't know what their children are going through in school having to live double lives a face for school and their friends and their teachers and a totally different identity that they present to their parents some of them don't know some of our parents don't know what type of videos the children have to watch in pse some of their parents don't know how their children have to have practical workshops concerning use of contraception getting physical models and 
and using contraception on them. How if, uh, if your daughter, for example, if a girl, she wants to ask her teacher that get me a pregnancy test and get me the morning after pill because I don't want to tell my parents, teachers will facilitate that for them. They will facilitate that for them. This is what the children have to face. Double lives, many of them. Somebody might say, my child doesn't have to go through that. I know so-and-so that doesn't have to go through that. Yes, these might be exceptional, exceptional cases, exceptional people. But we're talking about the general rule of thumb. That having a child growing up here, it isn't, it isn't wise. Especially if it's the case that you think you're going to live here forever. Do you think, do you really think that they are happy with you being a person of Tawheed? Do you really think that they are happy with you saying that my Imam, the one that I will blindly follow, is Muhammad ibn Abdullah alayhi salatu wasalam. Whatever he says, I will do. Whatever he tells me not to do, I won't do it. Do you really think that they're going to be happy with that? وَدَّ كَثِيرٌ مِّنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ لَوْ يَرَدُّونَكُمْ مِّنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِكُمْ كُفَّارًا حَسَدًا مِّنْ عِنْدِ أَنفُسِهِمْ Many from amongst the people of the book, Allah Jalla wa Ala, He says in His book, many from the people of the, of the book, they love to see you apostate from your religion. They love to see you leave your religion after you have had Iman. Why? Out of jealousy, out of envy because of what they have. They see how free and liberated your soul is by being a worshipper of Allah, that you bow your head to no one other than Allah, that you submit your life to no one other than Allah. So yes, they become envious about that jealousy. Why can't I have a piece of that inner peace? So they love for you to leave your religion. Call yourself Muslim, no doubt. But they will work hard to change your religion so that nothing remains other than the name Muslim on your application form. The Jews and the Christians won't be happy with you until you follow their religion. But brother, I know my neighbors, they're happy with me. Whether I know uh, my family members, they're not Muslim, they're happy with me. There is such and such a country where they are very, very happy with the Muslims. Some of their ministers become Muslim. Yes, again, exceptional causes when Allah, exceptional cases. When Allah Azza wa Jalla is telling us these matters, then these are, this is the general rule of thumb. These people will work, not perhaps you as the, your target, not perhaps you as the target, but your children. Your grandchildren, they aim for the future, taking the deen away. So they'll make you, they'll put you in a situation where you'll be forced to compromise your deen. Slowly but surely, taking your deen away from you. Therefore, وَأَخِفْهُمْ فِي اللَّهِ The Messenger said, Make your children fearful of Allah. Make your children scared of Allah. One of the greatest Causes of your child becoming fearful of Allah is him being raised in an environment that is righteous and no doubt it is much more easier to do so in the lands of the Muslimin than it is in the lands of the Kuffar. Can you do it here? Yes, you can. But the work that you may have to put in, it is greater and it is easier for your child to slip away 
in an environment like this than it is over there. And it is much more easier and accessible for a person to, to sin in these lands than it is there. Imagine, you want to go nightclubbing, you want to go drinking, you want to leave your deen. You have a, a little misunderstanding. So you just want to pack in the bag and throw in the towel. How easy is it to do it here? It's very easy. Just go outside and the, the world is your oyster. It's there for you. Package is there for you. Okay, now, think about some of the Muslim lands. Maybe not all of them, but some of, many of the Muslim lands. How easy is it for you to go out and start drinking on the streets? How easy is it for you to start going nightclubbing? How easy is it for you to openly say, you know what, ah, forget this deen. Much more difficult in those lands than it is here. Therefore, it's much more conducive for your child to leave his deen in these lands than it is in those lands. The reality is that one of the main reasons that prevents us from planning, no one is saying pack up your bags right now and leave. But one of the main reasons that prevents us from planning in making hijrah for the sake of Allah is those whispers from the shaitan. That's how are you going to survive? Look at those lands, look at the greenery here and over there it's dusty. Look at the... Uh, the nizam over here, the system over here, and look at the nizam over there. It's all ta'ban, it's all wrecked. Shaykh Rabi, hafizahullah ta'ala, he has a very, very strong statement concerning this. He said, يَظُنُّ كَثِيرٌ مِنَ النَّاسِ أَنَّهُ إِذَا عَاشَ فِي بِلَادِ الْإِسْلَامِ سَيَمُوتُ جُوعًا وَعُرْيًا وَضِيَاعًا وَلَا يَجِدُ السَّعَادَةَ إِلَّا فِي بِلَادِ الْكُفَرِ وَهَذَا أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ سُوءِ الظَّنِّ بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلِ Shaykh Rabi, he said, some people, many people, they think that if they live in the lands of Islam, that they're going to die out of hunger. They're going to die naked without clothes. They're going to die losing everything. And that they're, that they're not going to find any of that happiness that they find in the lands of, the disbelief, of disbelief. This, and I seek refuge in Allah, the Shaykh said, this is su al-dhan of Allah. This is having evil thoughts about Allah. Evil thoughts about Allah Azza wa Jal. وَأَنَا أُدْرِكُ أَنَّ كَثِيرًا مِنَ النَّاسِ عِنْدَهُمْ هَذَا التَّصَوَّرُ وَأُعِيذُ بِاللَّهِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ جَمِيعًا وَالسَّلَفِيِينَ خَاسَةً مِنْ هَذَا الْإِحْسَاسِ الرَّدِيءِ وَمِنْ سُوءِ الظَّنِّ بِاللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ The Shaykh, he said, and I know that many people, they have this type of mentality. And I ask the Muslims to seek refuge in Allah. And, and specifically, those that are upon the path of the Salaf, the Salafiyeen, that they seek refuge in Allah from this type of vile perception, this type of vile mentality, and from this type of evil thoughts about Allah Azza wa Jal. بَلْ وَاللَّهِ لَنْ تَمُوتَ نَفْسٌ حَتَّى تَسْتَوْفِيَ مَا كُتِبَ لَهَا The Shaykh, he said, Rather, I swear by Allah, no soul shall die until whatever was written for it shall be fulfilled for him. كَامِلًا مُوَفِّرًا إِنْ خَيْرًا فَخَيْرٍ وَإِنْ شَرًا فَشَرٍ وَإِنْ فَقْرًا فَفَقْرٍ وَإِنْ عِزًا فَعِزٍ وَإِنْ ظُلًا فَظُلٍ the Shaykh he said, No soul shall die until whatever was written for him is fulfilled for him completely. If it's good, then good. 
If it's bad, then bad. If it's poverty, then poverty. If it's honor, then honor. If it's debasement, then debasement. All of whatever has been written for him shall be given to him. The person he says, I don't want to make migration to such and such a land. Why? Because of uh, I fear that I'm going to become poor. Nobody is saying that put yourself in destruction. But you plan. There are people living there, for example. If there are millions of people living there, then surely you who lives in a land where you can gather wealth easily in comparison to those lands. In this land where you have a degree of power, a degree of power. If, if those people are living in those lands and they have risk, then what about you? If Allah has written for you to be poor, then you'll be poor right here in Bolton. You don't even have to leave anywhere. Allah will give you poverty right here. If Allah has written you to be rich, then you could be rich even if you're in, even if you're some abandoned place in some remote land. If Allah has written for you to be honored, you'll be honored. If Allah has written for you to be humiliated, then you'll be humiliated right here if you want it to be. The person shouldn't entertain these devilish whisperings, but rather what the person should really be entertaining is what Allah Azza wa Jal promises in his book when he says, وَمَنْ يُهَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ يَجِدْ فِي الْأَرْضِ مُرَاغَمًا كَثِيرًا وَسَعًا The one who makes hijrah for the sake of Allah, the one who emigrates for the sake of Allah, then he will find, it's a promise not from me, from Allah, he will find safe dwelling places and he will find wealth. He will find his sustenance. He will find his risk. Look at the companions. Look at the companions. How they got up with some of their clothes that were just on their back. And how they emigrated with the Messenger والسلام, And then later on how Allah Azza wa Jal opened up the doorways of wealth for them. Of strength for them. And honor for them. Allah Azza wa Jal, if you put your trust in Him, then He won't let you, He won't let you down. Allah Ta'ala huwa al-musta'an. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi al-kareem Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amma ba'd Faya ayuhal muslimun Our children we're going to be asked about them on the day of judgment Before the child is asked about the father, the parent, the mother It is the father that is asked about the child It is the parent that is asked about the, the son, the daughter You'll be asked about them What did you do? And perhaps everyone, every single one of us have said, yes, we intend, intend to be in the lands of the, we, we intend to be in the lands of the Muslimin one day. We all say it. But upon us is to ask ourselves, how genuine are we in that claim? How sincere are we in that claim? If we're genuine and we're sincere, then let us ask ourselves, what type of practical steps have I been taking for the past couple of years? In order for my children to be raised in the lands of Islam. Some of us are doing it already. That is khair. Those of us that aren't and those of us that have been negligent. We need to ask ourselves. Because if we're sincere in that intention. Then you'll see it in the plans that you have. And in the actions that you're doing. Allah Azza wa Jal, He revealed the ayah. وَمَن يُهَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَمَن يُهَاجِرْ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَيُدْرِكُ الْمَوْتِ 
فَقَدْ وَقَعَ أَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ The one who emigrates in the path of Allah and then death comes to him then his ajr, his reward is with Allah. This ayah was revealed concerning a companion who when the ayah was revealed about the companions who were killed in the battle of Badr at the side of the disbelievers and then the ayah was revealed those Muslims whose souls the angels of death took and the angels they said to him what state were you in why did you not make hijrah when this ayah was revealed there was a certain companion in Mecca he became scared he said I don't want to die here in Mecca I don't want to be like that I don't want my soul to be taken and I'm being punished so what does he do he says I have wealth I have ability take me out take me out take me I want to go to Medina and then on the way he passed away this ayah was revealed concerning him meaning he was genuine in his intentions he was real to what he was saying it wasn't just lip service he was true to his claim therefore for the sake of our children for the sake of our children so that they don't have to grow up living double lives and at the at the most that their children their children's deen isn't going to be at risk and jeopardized because if you go to many lands where the Muslims are four or five generation Muslims, they're not Muslim anymore. Go to the West Indies, Trinidad, Jamaica and those type of lands. Even here in this country. Look at a family that are four or five generation Muslims. They might say they're Muslim, but and then one day they might say, yeah, I'm Muslim, uh, but I'm also Christian uh, because I, I, I believe in all of it. People from our own families that are four, third, fourth generation They'll say, I don't want to say I'm Muslim, I believe in it all. This is what we're facing. Perhaps not us, perhaps maybe not even our children, but the generation that are going to come after them. So for the sake of our children, let us make true, concrete plans, real, practical plans about their future and where they're going to be raised and where they're going to, where they're going to live. Allahumma aati nufusana taqwaha wa zakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha أنت وليها ومولاها اللهم حرر مسجد الأقصى اللهم حرر مسجد الأقصى من أيدي الظالمين المعتدين اللهم حرر مسجد الأقصى من أيدي الظالمين المعتدين اللهم عليك بأعدائك فإنهم لا يعجزونك اللهم دمرهم تدميرا خذهم من فوقهم ومن تحتهم اللهم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يسفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين وأقيم الصلاة